Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we start this podcast, just a quick uh, housekeeping note. We are switching our uh, podcast provider, um, from self-hosting to Libsyn. Um, if there's, if you experience any difficulties or problems, like you're not getting updated podcasts, um, we are going to be consistently releasing for the next month. So we're not going to skip a week like we did a few weeks ago. Um, just check your feed, make sure that everything's working all right. If you have trouble finding our podcast, please, 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 uh, message us on Facebook or Twitter or email us and let me know so I can fix it. Um, yeah, just want to make sure that everybody stays in the loop with by the bye. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump and get on Glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your mouth. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. Adam. And this is Mrs. Adam. And you found us here again on By the Bye. Um, this time today, well, number one, I am not drinking alcohol. I know. Sit down. Take a deep breath. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You do have coffee. It just I, does not have Mr. Black in it. It's true. It's true. Um, it's still early morning for us. Mm-hmm. 12.41 p.m. <laughs> Look, it's been a great weekend, and at some point we'll podcast about this weekend because we've got, you know, things to talk about. Yeah. But um, that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Sexpo Brisbane. Sexpo! Yes. So for listeners that are overseas, uh, Sexpo is a, a a convention, an expo. I mean, what, I, mean I guess that's part of the name. Um, <laughs> it's a sexual it's, health um, and informative exposition. Yes, so there's a lot of um, vendors for, I mean, we'll talk about a lot of the different ones that we went to, but there's anything from toys to, uh, there were beds there, lubes, shoes. Paintball. Uh, yeah. Motocross. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll explain. <laughs> and then, and they also have, you know, stage shows, of course. Um, there are a lot of, or a number of the porn stars. I know there was Miss Nude World was there different people like that around um so they do have shows on the main stage there's little side rooms as well but we'll kind of get to all that as we talk through yeah so um yeah it was so just to start off with it was awesome it was a lot of fun um we were lucky enough to get media passes which meant that we could sort of roam around and and have a little more clout when talking to people and saying hey Mm -hmm. would you like to talk to us (laughs) um and that was really nice it was a it was a good experience um so we, again, it was up in Brisbane, so we went up there, um, and then the first day we went, we went with uh, the lady and the ginger tramp. Yes. Um, and we had um, custom-made T-shirts. If you're on Twitter, you saw it. If not, you'll, 
you'll see it again because I'm going to post it probably with this when I, when I upload the podcast. Except podcast. Uh, poor Ginger Tramp was missing in that photo. Yeah, no, wah, wah. It, we we got <laughs> so excited when we got there, we didn't take a group picture. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't take a, our first group picture until the end of the day. Um, but don't worry, we didn't leave Ginger Tramp out. No, no, he was there. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh, we were so excited when we got there. We just sort of forgot to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I was immediately thinking, oh my god, we are, um, we are the the podcasters from Cooper's book, mm-hmm. um, approaching the swingularity. We're we're those obnoxious people that can only talk about the podcast. And so we were wandering around with our a microphone, popping it in people's faces, going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, we did get consent because consent is important in all aspects of this lifestyle. The more you know. Um, so, first thoughts. What we, what you, we walk in, um, we, we get ourselves organized, and i got to be honest, I was immediately a bit overwhelmed. Um, it was big. Yeah, the, the convention center up in Brisbane was, I think, a really good space for it. Uh, it was good-sized, but the way they were able to do the layout was, was really nice as well. Because um, if you've listened to our other podcast, we podcasted about Sexpo Sydney, I think episode nine. Mm-hmm. It was ages ago. Yeah. Um, and the, one of the big issues we had with it was it's done in two different spaces. Yeah. You've got the first indoor space, which has a few vendors, um, the main stage, um, and I and that that's all I remember. And then the other indoor area is a lot of the other vendors. Like then you had the the shafter the. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the share room where mm-hmm. you do the talks, the informative talks. Um, and it was just, it feels disjointed. And mm-hmm. all that's connected by an outdoor area. But this one was all in one big, yeah. one big room. And I th- I've, think I've heard, could be mistaken, that when they come back to Sydney in 2018, that it's going to be in a different venue. So we'll be curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, because I think it's going to be in the new convention center, which is exciting. Was, yeah, I was going to say, that was, the, I think, one of the bigger issues we had with it was just the space didn't seem to work. The other um, side of that is, you know, in Brisbane, it was it's very near a train station, so it's true. very easy to get to. But where it was in Sydney, the only way you could get to it was by bus. So there, at least... It wasn't with, as convenient. Yeah, it's yeah. not as accessible either. And that, I think that's something that... Unfortunately, you have to make things like Sexpo extremely accessible to everybody, or mm-hmm. some people are going to be like, oh, I'd go, but it's too much a pain in the ass, or parking is shit, or blah, 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 excuse, excuse. Mm-hmm. But like where it's going to be next year, it's going to be near in Darling Harbor. Um, so it's going to be super easy to get to by plane, train, and automobile. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be nice. Yeah, I do think that the the way the layout was in Brisbane as well, uh, they, there was the main stage on one far end, and just because of how big it is, the shafter, the big penis ride was on the other far end. And, you know, there was the laporium, the lap dance room was down near the shafter. And it is one of those things that when you walk in, it's a bit overwhelming just by the number of stalls. And especially during the day and as the evening goes on, how much noise there is. Because all these, you know, there's always something going on on the main stage. There's something, you get music from the laporium, you get... Um, often music, there was the fetish room that was set up and they would do shows from time to time. And so there's just, and then of course all the people. So it is a bit overwhelming, just the, the people, the noise, all of that, but in a really good way. It's just kind of, yeah, it's but there sensory were, overload. Like, yeah, oh my there God. were a lot of people that when they first walked in, you can see like, just take a second, look around, get your bearings. Yeah. Okay, now go. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of those yeah. deep breaths of, <gasps> okay, let's do yeah. this. <laughs> uh, so that was great. 
Um, so yeah, so we got there, and um, I think the first thing you and I did was we, we immediately sort of just wandered around. There was mm-hmm. no talking to anybody. We just wanted to see the way we tend to like to do things like that is you do a very quick pass um, through the entire venue, um, and then and then once you know what you want to see and who you want to talk to, then you sort of plan around and make a schedule to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to think of some of the first things. The first thing we did actually was watch a show. Yeah. Um, so um, the lady, Ginger Tramp, um, you and I, we sat down and, and uh, watched, was it Miss Nude? Miss Nude World. World. Yeah. Do a, a fantastic. Isabel de Toro. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you remembering names. Like. Sexy Rain Man. Um, but yeah, she did this awesome Halo-inspired mm-hmm. um, strip and then this aerial routine with a hoop mm-hmm. in the up in the air. Um, and that was just, that was kind of epic. Um, to And to take a sidestep from that, one of the things that seemed to be a commonality this, this time was sort of sci-fi mm-hmm. um, and, and cosplay. That seemed to be, have a really um, nice underlying tone for the show because she did a the strip based on halo the video mm-hmm. game then i think later in the day she did one based on it was where she starts out as a stormtrooper um and then of course you have the cosplay shows that were hosted by lucy b you know so a lot of the of the performances had this sort of cosplay-esque feel to them which was nice and who doesn't like to get dressed up i, I mean, know it's awesome so we um after that we interviewed um, after that um, that performance. We interviewed um, the lady Ginger Tramp mm-hmm. um, as to what they thought of it. And yes. um, we're gonna we so I guess a spoiler alert. Like I said, we had a microphone, so we were interviewing people along the way. So you, we're gonna insert 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 insert. I like insert <laughs> though. I think that should be a word. Hashtag insert. Uh, we're gonna insert some of those interviews in this podcast. And so here's the first one. Okay, so we just finished our first watching our first main stage show, which was Isabella del Toro, Tor, Tor, Torre, del Toro. Benicio del Toro. <laughs> anyway, Miss Nude World. Um, she did this awesome sort of Halo inspired, uh, Halo inspired uh, strip, um, and the lady is going to tell us what Halo is. I have no idea, but she has muscles. <laughs> Some sort of space thing. I don't know. It's a video game, hun. It's like one of the biggest video game series in ever. In space? It's it's in space, yes. Oh, I got that bit right. <laughs> um, so thoughts on the show? That was just amazing. She has to be so damn strong. It was just joyous to watch. I was really impressed with her muscles. She's a gorgeous woman anyway, but those I don't think there's a bit of fat on her and her muscle tone is uh, it makes me a little moist. Hula hoop from the sky that she climbs and swings around in. That's all you need to know. Just see it. It was amazing. Yeah, it was stunning. Uh, so, yeah, um, definitely the, uh, the, the lustometer went off. I was like, ding, 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 ding. It was amazing. So, yeah, um, the ginger tramp is making an odd face. There's a man in a kilt with fluffy ear warmers and cat ears on. Sounds bloody perfect. <laughs> Got to go and see what this is. All right, we'll catch up soon. So that was, uh, yeah, that was Ginger Tramp Lady. 
That was all of our thoughts on yeah. the first performance. On the first performance. Um, what do we do next? It's a sad because this was last so weekend. We, <laughs> after that, we wandered around a little bit uh, and checked out a few of the stalls. And I know that you and I, we went up to talk to the After Dark people. Oh, yes. Because, um, I mean, everybody out there knows we love the wipes. They're great. And so we went to talk to them because they have a couple of new products that we wanted to check out. We were really and, excited about Yeah. So they have the normal wipe packs that we use um, and take with us as well to the club and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, but they also now have individually packaged, so like little single use. So you can throw ones. it in your wallet or your purse or your go bag. Yeah, so you can throw it in just with the condom if you want to, and you can always be fresh and clean without having to take a big pack with you. Uh, so it's a lot more discreet just to have a little something with you there. They have those. And then they also have, which I'm totally excited about, um, it's a 100% hemp oil massage oil hemp um, seed massage hemp oil. seed massage oil yeah hemp oil yeah. hard for you to say it is <laughs> english is really because i don't have alcohol this is just <laughs> this is just caffeine talking i don't have any alcohol um but yeah it's um it's a really cool feeling yeah. oil um and so we met with uh Alexis. it doesn't have a strong smell it's it's not you know overpowering at all it's really nice i'll say what it reminded me of was coconut oil using coconut okay. oil, but it didn't have that, because coconut oil has a very distinct smell. Yeah. Um, and if you don't feel like smelling like the beach, there was, this was really nice. It um, So Alexis, uh, who is at After Dark, mm-hmm. um, allowed us to put some on our hands and kind of rub it in. I'm doing it right now. I was so going to say, if you hear this. It's a, terrible background noise. Terrible. I can't help it, but it's <laughs> it's what I was doing. I'm pantomiming. <laughs> um and it, it was great because after about 10 minutes, it was all gone. Yeah. And then it also made my hands feel nice and soft and and touchable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the other kind of awesome thing was they brought, I, I can't remember how many bottles of this uh, hemp seed oil. Um, but by day two, they were almost sold out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, every time we went by their booth, they were fucking covered up. Yeah. Which is Awesome. It's good to see a, a company like that that's that, that's that young, mm-hmm. um, so popular. And well, they have a good product. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know, uh, moreover, they weren't in a great position in the in the whole layout of the... They were in a corner. They're kind of... They're yeah, tucked away in a corner. back corner yeah. behind Picasso. Um, hashtag, if you don't know who Picasso is, um, he paints portraits with his penis. Look him up. Kind of awesome. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to him, but yeah, it was hilarious. Um, he's at every sexpo down here. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Um, but yeah, so they were always covered up with people. Um, they had three folks at their booth and it always seemed like at least two of those people were talking to, you know, patrons, patrons, customers, whatever at some point. So yeah, it was, it was great to see them. Um, we talked to Alexis and, uh, here's, here's the interview that we had with Alexis behind their booth. Okay, so now we are uh, talking to our first product, our first booth. Um, we are at After Dark Intimate Wipes, which everybody knows out there. We absolutely love them. Yes, they're amazing. And we're talking with Alexis here. Hello there. Um, so tell us about, I guess, how you got started with, uh, with the After Dark Intimate Wipes, where the idea came from maybe, and then uh, if you've got anything new and exciting to share with us. Perfect. So me and my business partner were chatting one day of, what we use to clean up after sex, especially those late nights where you have a shower, you go to bed, late night you have sex, afterwards you can't be bothered getting up and having a shower. This is where the product came in. So we started developing it and designing it and about a year of testing, we locked into it and we launched it. How old is the company? We're going on to two years in September. 
So it's nearly our birthday, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Happy pre-birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and do you, you've got some new stuff that we've seen on Twitter. We've seen the 100% uh, hemp seed oil massage. It is. It's actually manufactured and grown here in Queensland, Australia. Um, it's an organic hemp seed massage oil. The reason we call it a massage oil because you can use it for so many things, top to bottom. I use it as a hair treatment, moisturiser, if I'm shaving or waxing as a reliever, so many things, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So I'm, I'm always excited. I have to admit, I'm a testicle shaver, and I'm always looking for something to put on after I shave because, you know, moisturizer is okay, but it'll be nice to have something real. Yes, 100%, especially because it's organic. And when I mean organic, it's got nothing else in it. It's 100% cold-pressed, unrefined, no alcohol, no parabens, natural. Oh, so we can cook with it too? We do not recommend cooking. We'd be sued, unfortunately, by the government if we, we said it's food grade. But yeah, pretty much each to their own. That's what don't cook with it, people. Don't cook with it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to waste massage, uh, massage oil on cooking anyway. Um, and you guys now have the little travel packs for your wipes. We do. So we got a lot of feedback from our customers that they wanted something to take with them. Um, other brands sometimes have microfibers, give women some thrush. So we created a little 10-piece box. And you take them with you on the go. You can fit any any men's wallet, any purse. Take them with you. Enjoy. Stay clean. So you always taste fresh and delicious. Correct. Always fresh and delicious. I, I love it. I love it. Well, do you have any uh, anything else I should add? No, not at the moment. I feel like I'm holding the microphone, so I'm doing all the chatting. No, I'm just really looking forward to the travel packs because as much as we travel, it'll be awesome to have something to take with you. And not just like long travel, but even just to like a partner's house or to go play with somebody. You go out for the night and you always have something there to be fresh and clean. Well, we definitely always take a pack with us whenever we travel and whenever we go to play parties. It's something that, you know, you take one down and pass it around and then everybody's fresh and clean. Exactly, and we love you guys. So we, we, you're always close to our heart, and we appreciate the relationship you have in place. So love you very much. Excellent, and we love you too. And that was uh, After Dark Intimate Wives. Alexis, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, so that was uh, our visit with After Dark and Intimate Wives. After Dark say. Intimate Wives. <laughs> I just love it. I know. It's, it's such fun a great to name. say. I want to say it like sexy style. After Dark Intimate Wives. <laughs> Clean all your naughty places and make them nice. <laughs> I, wonder, <laughs> I, need, I need to do a commercial for them. That'd be great. Be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I was trying to think of what we did after that. So, as I know we kind of just wandered around to some of the different booths. Uh, and I'm trying to think of where exactly. Because at some point we stopped to get lunch and get a bite to eat. Yeah, because we were starving. Yeah. But I don't... I know that we went to... I think it was on the first day that we went to the the Joe Joe. Oh my God! Yes, their booth. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, so this, let, let's just take a step back. This is a this is a lube company. Yes. I mean, what what do they make? They make lube. J O actually stands for Jack Off, and that's and so now it's Joe J O Lube. They've been around for a while, yeah. but I honestly didn't even realize they existed until I mean. Again, I knew they existed, but we didn't really care about them. That We'd use bad. their... So they make... Actually, what we do use from them, uh, they make some nice small travel-sized yes. bottles of lube. And that's most of the time what we use were the small travel-sized bottles. So, but, but they had this... this. I'm going to say it's a gimmick, but it was... Gimmicks is a bad word. This was a genius idea. Oh, it was great I marketing. Mean, it was yeah. absolutely genius. Where they had an ice cream machine. 
and they were dispensing little cups of vanilla ice cream, and then they had a lube bar where you would put the lube on the ice cream, and then you could mix it in and eat the ice cream, and it was flavored ice cream. Because, the, so they have 22 different flavors of lube, and it's, it's edible, it's completely fine, and so that's what they were doing. It was, you know, you could try whichever flavor of lube you wanted on the ice cream. And, and they do have, those are, of course, all water-based. They do have silicon lubes, and they've got a whole range of other products. Don't, don't eat the silicon lube. But, uh, but you know, everybody's focused around the ice cream machine and the flavored lubes because it's kind of fantastic. It was genius. I mean, it really yeah. was genius. And I was just kind of looking up to see what their, if I could give examples of their flavors. I know we ended up purchasing. There was the mint chocolate. Um, there was, was it a? A caramel chocolate, maybe something like that. Yeah, there was some really. But then there's there's pomegranate, there's raspberry, cherry, pineapple, pineapple. mango. Yeah, um, there's a regular mint. Coffee, some kind of espresso, yeah. chocolate, mocha, espresso. Just, but like there were seventeen, I think, regular flavors and five of the. Um, the like gelato range or something. Their and, special range. And there was like some weird flavors, like watermelon, which sounds bizarre, but was delicious. We remember the water. Watermelon bubblegum when you were a kid. You blow yeah. the big bubbles. And I think, and, yeah. that's a, you know, it's a good point because maybe that's where that came from. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I absolutely. Was it the Hubba Bubba? Is that the one? Was it? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but yeah, it was such a cool idea to. Oh, it was great marketing. To yeah. get people to try, literally, your lubes. Um, and, and they were always busy. I mean, there were always tons of people there because, I mean, who doesn't want ice cream? Come on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and lube. Yeah, tiramisu, strawberry kisses, watermelon, raspberry, cherry, tropical passion, pineapple, tangerine. I mean, it goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Green apple. It's just like, I I loved it. It was great. And we ended up coming home with uh, mint, mint chocolate, and one other. There was a caramel one. Okay, was it the caramel chocolate one? Um, And yeah, so fantastic. Because this was our logic. Let's say you're in a group sex sort of setting. Let's just say. It happens from time to time. It does happen from time to time. Um, And then you, you know, maybe somebody goes down on somebody and somebody else goes down on somebody else. And you're not, you're not, your breath isn't the freshest. If everybody's using mint lube, everybody's going to both smell and taste like mint. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, it was, uh, we decided to get some and uh, I'm kind of excited now. We need to have group sex. I know. <laughs> need to have a few people over. We need, have, we need to have a fucking party. Actually, we should do a lube party. Yeah, that would be fun. Who wants to come to our lube party? Who wants to come at our lube party? I was going to say, we can set up the inflatable and have newer massage as well. Holy shit balls. We're going to have the, we'll move the dining room table yep. out. We can put it outside and then put the lube. Oh. Yep. Fucking sign me up. Next party. We're going to get, we're going to get Strata involved. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we need to, we need to work on this. Um, yeah. So anyway, great, great job by the Joe people. Um, there was a lot of, and and also besides like the really great marketing and the ice cream machine and whatnot, the people were really nice to talk to. Oh yeah. They were great. They were really helpful. Helpful. They knew the product. Yeah. And it was funny because the one guy who we were talking to who was super cute. Oh, he was adorable. Oh my God. Pack him up and take him home. Um, he was everyone. He was like, oh, this one's my favorite. No, actually, this one's my favorite. No, no, this one's my favorite. And he kept giving those flavors <laughs> to try, and we're like, can you just come home with us because you're my favorite? <laughs> yeah, so it was great. Um, yeah, so we left them, um, 
And then we headed down towards the Shafter ride. Oh, yes. Because uh, the lady and Ginger, so we had ridden it in Sydney, and the lady and Ginger Tramp had not. Um, so, and it was, oh, I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's gimmicky, it's cheesy as hell, but at the same time, you almost have to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, and I'm going to be honest, if you don't do it, you're probably a better person. It's, it's a terrible, yeah. It's better from the outside than it is the inside. Um <laughs> And part of that has to do with what you can legally show <laughs> to vanilla people in a public location. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it is a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's five bucks to ride, and it's it's. I'm sorry, it's just not worth it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining, but I actually find more value in listening to the extremely vanilla people in line to hear yeah. what their expectations are and all the, the jokes and things they're making about it. And then before it starts up, when you're sitting there, you know, you're in this little enclosed space with everybody. So of course you hear all the comments and I think it's more fun just to listen to people True. talk about it and the anticipation of it. True. And then when it's over, they're like, wait. <laughs> what? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. I feel violated. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we we got off uh, the shafter. Mm-hmm. Got off, there's a wow. That's that's a whole big thing to unpack right there. Yep. Uh, so we got off the shafter, and then uh, we had a quick moment with uh, the lady in Ginger Tramp to see what they thought. And uh, here's <laughs> here's their opinions of the shafter. All right, we're back here with Lolo Lady and the Ginger Tramp. We just got off the shafter, the penis ride. Lady, what did you think? I think someone needs to go back into the Happy Harold van and learn how yeah. sperm actually works. That's, that's pretty harsh. Um, <laughs> um, sitting inside that thing, that's got a certain dank smell about it. Um, but you're inside of a big penis. So I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was a little concerned that the inside of the penis had a fire extinguisher. That's in case it burns when you pee. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was, um, yeah, that was a big giant penis ride. That was certainly an experience. So my favorite part about the whole thing was standing outside of it before, and the, the, the roadie carny guys were trying to fix it, and they're talking with their hands. We couldn't hear a thing that they were saying, but the ginger tramp and I discovered that when they when they use their hands to describe how to fix it, it was as if they were describing sex. There was lots of fingers and fists and, and groping and touching that looked like they were doing. Um, so, yeah, any, any final thoughts on the shafter? I want my $5 back. Same. Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's loud and my seat vibrated, but, you know. The, the bass and the music was kind of awesome on the seat. I know, right? Yeah. Got a little vibration coming through there. Yeah, yeah. See? Okay, I'll take it back. You enjoyed it. Yeah, I had some I had some tingling in my naughty bits too. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so um we all had an experience. <laughs> yes, yes we did. <laughs> uh but so we did after that was I guess maybe midway through the afternoon at that point and we yeah. wandered around a bit more, visited some other booths. Um course we stopped by Lucy B both that day and on uh, day two on day two and we talked there near Lucy B's booth or I guess it's maybe it was kind of just behind part of that little square uh there was a company called uh geeky sex toys yeah 
And uh, so we talked to them on day two. We'll get to that in a bit. But I was trying to go through some I, of the other booths that were there that we yeah, saw. Yeah, so one of the, some of the other um, great booths, and we've, we talked to them on day two, which we'll get there. But one of them that we didn't talk to was the Love Doll guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've all, I, I remember seeing the Love Dolls, gosh, 15 years ago. Yeah. They're full silicone human-ish dolls um, that have three holes. Um, the men probably only have two holes, but... Um, they make male and female love dolls. Mm-hmm. And on day one, we saw the guy. So it's a great idea. I mean, it is a great idea, but it's um, they, the, the booth was a bit sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he needed a little more because all he had was a couch, a banner, a computer, and a single love doll. Um, and she was, what's the word I'm looking for? Creepy. She was tiny. Yeah, she 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 was. You know those. You know what made me think of? Do you remember the movie Communion? Do you remember? It was a no. television show. It was a book first about this. There was a air quotes true story about this man who was abducted by aliens, um, and it was his experience. Well, they made a movie out of it. Blah okay. blah 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 blah. But it's those little gray headed aliens that everybody knows with the big black eyes and the little mouths mm-hmm. and like they're they stand. Three and yeah, a half, four feet tall, yeah. and their skin—they're thin and but like, yeah, that's what she reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a very busty little gray man. Era, yes, alien. she was very busty, but she was also very tiny. And and I'm assuming—I don't know. She probably looked it up, but I'm assuming they come in different sizes because otherwise, it's she's almost like small teenager size. It was gross, except for big, huge boobs. Yeah, yes, exactly. But I guess at the same time, if all you're really interested in are the holes in the boobs, then the rest of her doesn't matter that much. Wow. <laughs> way, to, way to objectify the, the love doll. It's a love doll. What are you supposed to do with it? <laughs> That's great. Um, look, they're, it's an interesting idea. They're expensive. They're like, I think he said between three and four and a half grand. Um but they're also silicone, and they they like he was telling us that they had they could heat them up because they've got uh, oh, yeah. heater heater things in them, so they feel warm, which that's kind of cool. Um, but I think that that was the company as well that can also put the AI in them so that they they moan what? according to what you're doing. So yeah, I mean it's wow, it's that's, an that's interesting, interesting it's yeah. an interesting thing. Um, so yeah, but. Touching her, you know, he's like, oh, I touch her, touch her. And you're touching her and you're like, this this feels like a, a human-sized fleshlight. Yeah. Which, arguably, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much the way day one went. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, Like I said, there was a lot of us. Well, we did also, I should say, we went and saw the first heat of the, um, yes. of the cosplay. Um, the cosplay competition, which was kind of awesome. I'm trying to find my notes on that. Um, because it started out, um, Lucy was, um, in her Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. um, costume. And I'm terrible at Game of Thrones, but it's the blonde lady in Game of Thrones. The one with all the dragons. That's who she was. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Don't judge. Um, (laughs) but that's who she was. I recognized who she was. That was at least something. Um... But there was six people in that heat. Um, they one of the things I loved was they they were playing a song during most of it. That was it's a I wish I, I've only got my only note is it was a Doctor Who song, and it was Doctor Who. But it was like they were playing off of another classic like '90s rock song. Hmm. 
Um, so that was great. I don't remember which song was playing. Um, yeah, so Lucy B was there. I, the ones that I actually wrote down the notes of, of the comp, the competitors, um, I missed who the first one was. And I got to be honest, I probably should have recognized it, but I didn't. Um, but then there was the uh, Overwatch Witch Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, who my note on her was she is fucking badass. Yeah, that, that was an awesome costume. This was as they yeah. were coming out. I was like, holy shit, she is fucking badass. Yeah. Looked just like, it was amazing. Um, then there was uh, a, a Pokemon con- uh, Pokemon character, character, which again, I don't really do Pokemon, but, um, and what I loved about it was it had accidental, I have accidental cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Um, then there was a, a, a Cleopatra looking mm-hmm. ca- character, which I, I recognized from something, but anyway. Um, and then there was this beautiful Amazonian uh, looking uh, cosplay that was clearly hand sewn and it was just really nice, well done. And then uh, uh, the only guy up there was uh, Spider Man, where his just in his spider webbed underwear, which was just kind of funny. But I, I liked his his take on it because he was like, "Well, there was this there was a comic where Spider Man loses his costume and he's naked and he yeah, webs, so he had he on, webs himself. So he had on the uh, the webbed underwear yeah. and then just the, just the mask, yeah. the head part. So it was kind and of and then funny. the rest of him was naked. Yeah, yeah it was cute. Um, and of course, Witch Mercy won, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was the first heat, and yeah. then there was another heat later in the day, which we missed, and then uh, the. Was there a, a third heat on Sunday before the finals, or was it just the finals on Sunday? Uh, no, there was uh, the, just the finals on okay. Sunday. Yeah, so there were several heats of that. Um, and it's, it's just always fun to see you know people dressed up. And I know, and this is skipping ahead a little, but on Sunday, I saw more people in costume walking around yeah. Sexpo than I did on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because you get all, there's a whole range of people at Sexpo. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to talk about that now or well, not. Well, we can. There was yeah. a, I mean, in that range, you know, there was, it's clear that there's a pretty strong cosplay. I think it's funny because for me, I think, and this is personal opinion, um, that like cosplay is a lot like band camp. Like, let's be okay. realistic. It's, these are, these are people, we're kids, we're people that, we're a bit on the fringe of, mm. of reality, of normalcy, I should say. Um, and so there's a lot of, whenever you get a group of people that all share a very similar passion for something, sex is easy. Um, and, and sexual experimentation is easy. Mm. And so I think that's, for me, how cosplay and sexpo goes together. It's very similar to yeah. the way band camp and I stuck a flute up my pussy kind of goes <laughs> together. I mean, it, 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 that's just how it is. And I think at least for us growing up, the band kids were the freakiest sexually of them all. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's there is a very wide variety yeah. of people. So you also get you know, some of the fetish people that are in you know, maybe latex, leather, not as much latex, I guess it's a little more leather that you tend to yeah. see around there. Um, but they clearly more geared towards the fetish side of things. You get, you know, just your... Everyday people wandering around, which is the majority of, of the people. Yeah, I would I'm saying say. the vast majority, probably eighty um, percent of the people yeah. look like everybody that you would see at the grocery store. Yeah, and and a lot of them you can tell have been before. Yeah, because uh, they may, you know, they'll kind of head towards certain areas or booths or whatever. Um, and then there's a lot of new people who clearly at first seem a little overwhelmed by it all, and and. It's in, it is interesting because I know Mr. Adam mentioned earlier about having the paintball booths and the well, there was motocross. like a motocross one, yeah. and and it's at first you're like, what's this? 
that have to do with sex, sexpo? Uh, but then you kind of realize that I think what they're targeting there, and I could be off base, but I, I would say it's more, you know, if one partner wants to go, and generally the female wants to go, and, and the male partner may not know what to do, or you may not know, you know, it just it's kind of a way to draw them in right, and, yeah. and get them interested in something. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. Um, yeah, so that was... Because also we went to... This just hit me, sorry. But, no. um, on that first day, we ended up in the male review lounge for oh, a yes. little bit. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, again, it... It's a great idea. It's just you're really limited as to what you can do because yeah. it's in a public venue. And um, but it was kind of interesting to see they got at one point three regular guys up there to do lap dances for women. Three regular, uh, uh, un, you know, they didn't know each other. Not their partners. No, not yeah. their partner women. Um, and that was just kind of hilarious to see. Yeah. Um, them do that. They had a couple of dancers that did. They were dancing on the stage and or performers. I guess they were dancing on the stage and doing lap dances for girls. Uh, they brought three women up at some point, and they had the fake orgasm contest. Yes. Where the women had to <laughs> fake an orgasm and see who could do the best. So my big issue with that, too, was that first lady who was like, oh, my God, I do this all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, see, you're what's wrong with women. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I do this all the time. I'm an expert at faking an orgasm. I'm like, all right, well, then you're clearly not doing a lot of things right. Um, it's like, wait, do you fake orgasms with your vibrator? <laughs> I just... I just really want my vibrator to feel good about itself. Um, so, yeah, I, I fake it. Um, <laughs> it's got to make her partner feel great, right? I know, right? It's like, <laughs> I, well, that was the other thing. I'm like, I really hope your partner's not here. Because I don't know if she was saying it ironically, but it didn't come off as it ironic. Didn't. It didn't come off as a joke. It came off as, I'm seriously, I fake my orgasms. Yeah. Well, all right. Sad face. <laughs> um, and really, her faked orgasm wasn't that good. <laughs> Which... She needs to practice a little more. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should have a more, a few more fake orgasms. I don't know. Um, just give it a go, sweetheart. Um, I'll stop being mean. Um, and so then one of the last things we saw that day was Lucy B's actual strip. Yes. Um, which was awesome. Um, so we were lucky enough to be backstage for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was in her game of, Thro- game of, game of thrones. I see, I don't even know what it's called. Game of thrones, uh, costume. I really probably should know who that lady is. Um, but I have a couple of notes, uh, on, on Lucy B, which the first one is that girl has the pertest nipples I have ever seen. Like as soon as her shirt comes off, her nipples are like, like cut diamond yeah. or cut glass with those things. Um, Very perky. Beautiful. Yeah. I, just, I, I have a massive crush on her. Uh, but yeah, they're perky as hell. Um, but then every time she turns away from the audience, she's mouthing the song, the lyrics to her, her uh-huh. song. And so, but it was like this Jekyll and Hyde thing. She'd be looking at the audience and she's doing this sultry, grr, I'm sexy kind of look. And then she would turn around and she'd be singing along with it, kind of be bopping. <laughs> and then she would do this quick turn back to the audience and it was like, I'm sexy and I'm not singing my own lyrics. And then she'd look <laughs> away from him and go, I'm singing, I'm singing. It was great. That's, that's basically all I remember. 
I think that's awesome though because it shows that that she's really into whatever oh. the song is and whatever she's doing, you know, because it does match up very well. And so it kind of it seems to me that that would help you get into character a lot. Oh, better, I agree. So. I agree. And her her strips are great. Oh, they're yeah. it, it, they're engaging. They're entertaining. I know we've talked about her when she was at Hellfire as uh-huh. um, Harley Quinn. Yep. And I just yeah, she's so much fun to watch on stage mm-hmm. because you, she's clearly enjoying herself. She's having a good time. She doesn't really care. It's yeah. like she she wants the audience to be entertained, but she doesn't. She's not like. But you're pandering. also having fun with. Yeah, it. she's not yeah. pandering to the audience. It's just it's so much fun to watch her. So that was day one. Yeah. Um, so should we fast forward to day two? Sure. Okay. That's that's fun. Hey, look, people mm-hmm. won't let me Yoda rap anymore, so I've got to do shit like that. <laughs> um, so day two was for us more of a this is let's get this shit down to business day. Um, we did a lot of interviews and, and talking to people. Um, one of the first interviews we did uh, was the, the Lucy B. Um, so we went over to her booth. Uh, we got there early. Uh, so we went over to her booth before everything started going crazy um, and talked to her for a bit. And we, I think we spent a lot of time at her booth yeah. both days just because the people who work her booth are amazing folks. Um, and and Jimmy Jimmy the Geek he oh had God, fantastic costumes. Yeah, on, on the first so day funny. he was because you know most you know, Lucy B. If you don't know who she is, she does fantastic awesome cosplays, and then all the folks in her booth do fantastic awesome cosplays. Um, and, and it's also so as a side note, their booth is a place where if you need a break and you're kind of a little overwhelmed or just want to get away for a minute, you can go over there and they had they had video, Mario Kart. Yeah, they have video games set up so you can just yeah. sit down and play for a bit. They if had you want Mario to. Kart set up. They had Metroid Prime set. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was giving her hell. I was like, "Girl, you need to be sponsored by Nintendo." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. Was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because the first day Jimmy was dressed as the Undertaker, yep. the classic WWF uh, wrestler. Yes, WWF because it was before they went to WWE. Um, oh, Kentucky upbringing. Anyway, um, and on second day he was uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden from uh, MST3K. Um, so the, the, the main guy from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and he was carrying around a little handmade Tom Servo, which was epic. It was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, and How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, talking to Lucy, we talked to her about, you know, what she what she was what her thoughts were on Sexpo. Um, and this is our interview with Lucy B. All right, we're here now with uh, the gorgeous Lucy B. And she's currently still getting a little dressed, but you know. Yeah, it's also it's always awesome to go see Lucy, and the first thing she does is take her top off. You know, I gotta thanks. Yeah, it's like I, I was saying I was saying to you guys earlier when I first came to Sexpo, I used to like run off to the bathrooms to get changed, and now I've got to this point where I'm just like getting changed on the booth in front of people who are just wandering by, and I'm like, well, you came to Sexpo, nudity is an expectation here. Agreed, agreed. We'd be we'd be you know sad if we didn't get any. Absolutely, that's what we're here for. So how how many Sexpos have you done? So this is probably, in the format we've been doing, sort of with the, the geeky craziness and stuff like that, this is like my third or my fourth. My, my third? Fourth. Fourth, I think. But um, before that, you know, I'd, I'd exhibited with uh, my friend Kim. And then before that, I actually worked as a volunteer at Sexpo as well. And then I'd also been here with other porn companies. So it's been like me at this point. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's uh, this is our second sexpo, but we, uh, we we're we're kind of addicted to it by now. So yeah, um, on a on a little bit different note, your cosplays are always amazing, um, and you are currently being dressed as uh, Red Sonia from Dynamite Comics. Sploosh. Yeah, see, they're all the good thing is most of the stuff I bring to sexpo, like some of it's done, some of it's like a work in progress, and it's like I don't know. Every time I wear a cosplay, it's like. It's like road testing it. It's like, a, or a stress test. That's what I'm looking for. Stress test. So I see exactly what works and what goes wrong. And then I attack it with all sorts of other adhesives later on <laughs> before I wear it out again. But um, it's cool because, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily wear this one at another convention. And if I can't wear it at other cons, I'm like wearing it for a photo shoot. And that's usually, that's the end of it. And when you put so much time into something... Um, it's sort of, you know, you want the chance to wear it out more than once. So that's what I love about sort of having the cosplay here at Sexpo because, yeah, I say it a lot, but there's been a history of dressing up at Sexpo since its inception, you know, like uh, people sort of arrive plain clothed and then by the end of the evening they're wearing, you know, lingerie or corsets or they've had their, you know, their tits painted in glitter, you know, so... I think bringing the, the geek side of things was like a natural extension of all that. And it's awesome. I, I love that you do that. It's, it's really kind of refreshing to have that sort of, uh, you make geekdom sexy. And that's, that's what's really, I think, a lot of us that grew up, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I oftentimes look at 15-year-old me and I'm like, oh, see, you can be geeky and still, and still cool. And it's also great, the cosplay competition, there are the different heats. And so if you come at different times, you know, if you're here earlier in the day or later in the day, you can still see some of that cosplay competition. So it gets it out there for more people to be exposed to it as well. And there's some really fantastic costumes on there. A lot of love on that stage. You could really tell. A lot of time and love and effort. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's like, it's so cool that people have sort of stepped up and got behind it and stuff like that. And, and there's so many different representations of sex, sexy as well. Like, I think people always assume that, you know, when they think about sexpo and cosplay, like, oh, it's going to be the girl 
with the, with the the fittest body wearing the least amount of clothing and no I mean we've had our winner from Perth was wearing this amazing bodysuit with like this cape and it was spawn and it was just fantastic and she'd made that herself and it was just like one of the most covered things on the stage that day you know what I mean but it's it's sort of about how people you know describe sexy and what it means to them as as well as anything and also I think you know opening Sexpo up to, you know, I was I was really geeky in high school. I'm still geeky now, but I was awkward as hell and I probably never would have considered coming to something like Sexpo back in those days. I wouldn't have thought it was somewhere I could be, right? Um, and now we're opening it up and making it sort of really clear that everybody is welcome and giving access to people that perhaps before may not have had it. Um, and I think that's really, really important. And then it means that you get awesome exhibitors like Geeky Sex Toys, Oh my God, I love them so much. We're talking to them next. <laughs> yes, and like get everything. They gave me a Scooby-Doo dildo the other day. It goes with my Velma. Uh, we'll be shooting some porn with that, I can tell you. I love it. I love it. Okay, so where can people find you when you're not at Sexpo? On the internet. <laughs> I hear they had that on computers now. <laughs> no, um, usually on Twitter, um, at LucyBXXX, and they'll know because you and I, you know, we chat, you guys. Um, but also, um, I'm going to be doing a performance in September at an event called Rule 34, so you guys have to come. We will definitely be there. It's going to be amazing, and I think it'll be right up your alley. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and then uh, also we'll be doing some interesting stuff with Penthouse Magazine in the next few months, and some interesting porn soon, but I, can't, I can say no more. But I'll tell you about it, I promise. You'll be the first to know. We're so excited, and we'll be the first to tell everybody else. I mean, not that they won't hear it straight from you, but, you know, our people will hear it from us. <laughs> All right, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Lisa B. We'll talk to you again soon. So, I just, I love talking to her. Yeah, she's really sweet. Um, yeah, sweet, intelligent, yeah, great, awesome. Keep watching her, she's got... She's going to do awesome stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. And talking about some of her other costumes, she does a really great, and she did a really great, uh-huh. um, uh, Thelma from yeah. Scooby-Doo. Love that. That one's, I like that costume. She, I just, yeah, it's great. But, yeah, um, and, again, all the folks at her booth are so sweet and friendly, nice mm-hmm. people. So. And after that, we turned the corner and talked to the geeky sex toy people. Yes, but we need to tell you about some of their toys, first of all, because it's kind of awesome. I just love it. So, <laughs> yeah, we I didn't realize that their stuff is basically handmade. Yeah. So, um, and they're around Brisbane as yeah, well. Yeah, and they're made out they're of in Brisbane. They're that area. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some of their products because I think we told most of their story in their interview. Um, mm-hmm. But so the, the first thing, of course, that we saw was, or that I saw, was these Guardians of the Galaxy-inspired sex toys. Um, like this... Um, What's his name? Dax. But it, I think they called it Dix. Mm-hmm. D-I-X-X. Um, this giant, giant dildo, um, which was awesome. They had um, a, I think Rocky is what they call it. Because they, they was all, uh, so they don't, no copyright infringement. But right. it was clearly. It was always a play on the name. It was, it's and, a play on yeah. the name. But it was a, a butt plug that was like a raccoon tail. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just awesome shit like that. Loved it. They have swords made from that are made into dildos but they got the like the handle the, a few game of thrones inspired ones mm-hmm. the legend of zelda one the master that sword that was awesome i loved it i mean yeah. I, I was we'll so get close that one day. yeah i was so close to buying it we wouldn't actually use it for sex we would have it on a little rack like right there at the on the ta- end uh-huh. of the table i think that'd be awesome 
Um, and we, that was one of our suggestions to them was you guys have got to build showcases for like these. Like a stand. A stand or, for yeah. these so people can show them off. But we did end up purchasing a, uh, a lightsaber-inspired dildo mm-hmm. um, that when you click the button, it glows bright red, like said lightsaber. Uh, lightsaber. Um, yeah, it was so awesome. What, what a awesome company. Um, and it's interesting, products. too, because a lot of the, the dildos and the toys, many of them come in either smooth or veiny. Yes. And so you do get a choice as to, you know, how it feels. And, you know, because different people are going to want different things. Yep. Uh, but they're so much fun. And like Mr. Adam said, some of them I know we'll end up with and use yes. some of them, and some of them are just going to be for show. Yeah. I love this, the sword from Hyrule, yeah. I want that. I don't ever want to use it sexually, but I just sort of think it'd be kind of awesome. Right, circumstance, maybe. Okay, fine. Let me sheath my sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, fantastic quality, and um, here's a quick interview with them. Okay, we are here with two folks from Geek Sex Toys, which... I'm going to say wins my prize for my favorite booth uh, at, at Sexpo. Awesome. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about Geek Sex Toys, where it came about, and uh, what it, what you guys do exactly. So about 12 months ago, we were looking for a lightsaber dildo online, and we couldn't find one anywhere. So we said, all right, Emma, I got an idea. It's pretty crazy, but let's make sex toys. And um, from there, we just started making sex toys for geeks. I love it. I love it. And they are. So we're going to take a few pictures, if that's all right. And of course, you know, post them all around. And at that stage, we didn't know how to make a sex toy, didn't know the first step. And Josh came home with a box of silicon and some clay, clayed up a prototype, and we just went from there. (laughs) Wait, so when you say you make sex toys, you literally, like in your garage, make sex toys? Yep, from scratch. Handmade everything. Everything here is handmade by us. So we, we, um, what would you say, like... um, design how do you say that so 3d model so we have the 3d model are hand sculpt out of clay and then we make a mold and then we, we cast them up and then every day i pour silicon and make toys <laughs> that's fantastic i had no idea that's amazing it sounds like such a fun job <laughs> it's yeah. the best job in the world <laughs> yeah i would agree with that and where are you guys based out of so in brisbane redcliffe okay okay and do you have a brick and mortar store or are you just online mostly yeah just online okay. and that website is www.geekysextoys.com all right, and of course, we've been tagging uh, them in our Twitter post, so definitely check them out. Um, what is your favorite personal sex toy that you guys make? Oh, I'm going to go with the Master Sword. Uh, from Zelda. Yes. Yeah, badass. <laughs> I love it. And, and yours? It's got to be the original, the lightsabers. You know, you can't go past a light-up dildo. Well, they're easy to find in the dark. You know, they don't get lost under the bed. And it's great for uh, glow parties. Right. Holy shit balls. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with us and uh, good luck. Have fun. Cool. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so that was the folks at uh, Geeky Sex Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, just such they're a nice couple as well. Um, what next? Ooh. Uh, we went down to talk to the Kinky Boots people. Yes, Kinky Boots. Yes. Uh, kinky Boots and Stuff, I think, was kinky that. Kinky Boots and Bits. Bits. There you go. Kinky Boots and Bits. Yep. We talked to them for a bit. Another, they badass shoes. Yeah, they had some really great shoes, boots, all of it. And I love my shoes and boots, but I have to wait a little bit before I'm allowed to buy any more. So I restrained myself and did not come away from Sexpo with any more shoes and boots. Um, <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> it was, yeah, she cried almost. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but they had some really great stuff. It was so tempting. Um, yeah, I, there was a couple. I saw we'll revisit you. at some point. And they actually had a pair of boots that I liked. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they were size twelve American, oh. and I'm a size nine yeah. American. So I could put my tennis shoes inside there and then maybe wear them. And the guy actually <laughs> joked with me. He goes, "You might be able to put your regular shoes in there and still wear them." I'm like, Good point. Um, but I, I decided to pass on that. But yeah. it was kind of awesome because they were selling them so cheap because they didn't want to have to take them back home. Which, yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I was kind of bummed that uh, they didn't have my size. But mm. good good quality stuff, interesting stuff. Yeah, um, some really different things, co- which some is nice. Cool shoes. Yeah. Uh, so we talked to them. And um, yeah. And do you want to say any more before we play that? No, no, let's just play that. Okay. Okay, so here we are at, at Kinky Boots and Bits, and we're actually talking about uh, not Kinky Boots, or, but the Bits. Um, it's a, a lip sense, uh, what'd you say, it was vegan, organic? Tell me a little more about the lip sense, and then we'll talk about the boots here in a second. Okay, yeah, so the lip sense vegan, it's um, gluten free, and it doesn't come off, it lasts up to 18 hours, and it's uh, no animal testing. They do not test on animals because we humans can wear it with no problems because it's uh, good for your skin because it's from plant materials in, uh, from Vanuatu. That's, that's awesome. And, of course, the ever-important question. Does it last through a blowjob? Indeed it does. That, that's important. Um, but we actually came over here. I mean, the lipstick is great. Don't get me wrong. But we came over here because of this amazing variety of, of badass shoes, boots, heels, both men and women. This is awesome. So tell us a little bit about, about your product and then where people can find your product. Okay, so we created the company uh, probably about, the business is about 16 years ago. It was just a sideline thing, but we wanted a business that had the wealth factor, that catered for everyone, reasonable prices, and that we were very customer focused. We focus 100% on our customers. If you're not happy, we have a returns policy. We've got sizes as small as five US, right up to 16 in some sizes, in some styles. And yeah, we like to uh, make people happy and wear whatever they like and feel comfortable whatever they wear. So why, what made you get into it? Why, why boots and shoes? Something different, and I could put my personality into it along with my husband and just branch out as far as we could go. Yeah, we, they're some badass stuff. A lot of, you see a lot of steampunk things. They've got a pair of, uh, of look like Converse heels, which are just awesome. I, I can really imagine a schoolgirl outfit with the Converse heels. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say the variety of boots and shoes, I could be spending a lot of money here. This is dangerous because there's such a variety of, you've got, you know, ones with the flames, you've got the combat looking boots, you've got, you know, the nice clear heels, there's the Converse ones that Mr. Adam was talking about. There's some lovely black and white shoes that I really like. I really like, there's a, it looks like Elphaba's shoes over there, like they're green sparklies. Yep, and I was going to say, there's a lot of sparkly boots as well too, which are kind of fantastic. Yeah. dangerous. Yeah, and where can people find you? Okay, so we are located on the Tweed Coast in far north of New South Wales in a little uh, coastal town called Pottsville Beach. But we do go from all over uh, nationwide Australia, so we don't just locate ourselves in our little coast. Um, We do go up to Brisbane anywhere. Um, We do go to Sexpos. We're currently at Brisbane Sexpo and trying to, you know, fit everyone out with their kinky shoes. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're close. We're nationwide, as I say, and we're primarily online. But we do uh, arrange to see people by appointment at our private residence. Um, so, yeah, Tweed Coast, Possible Beach. Awesome. We're going to have to uh, definitely make an appointment, I think. Yep. And you can find them online at www.kinkyboots.com.au. Excellent. 
go find your shoes there. Badass stuff. All right. And that was the folks from Kinky Boots and Bits. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly online, like you just heard. Um, but yeah, check out their website and they uh, ship all over Australia. Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, then we were lucky enough mm-hmm. to get to meet with the, um, the man behind Sexpo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bentley Gibson yep. is, is his name. He's been the event, ma- event manager for the last couple of years. Um, really nice guy, really, really busy man. Um, yeah. so we were very lucky to score some time with him. Uh, and we sat down with him in a nice little one of the few quiet places in Sexpo uh, where you couldn't hear all the oomch, 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 or the oh, oh, or the woo, or the bzzz. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's that interview with uh, Bentley. Welcome back, folks. We are here with uh, the event manager, I believe, the man behind Sexpo. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> Bentley Gibson, we're really excited to have an opportunity to sit down and, and chat with you about, well, Sexpo. So tell us... Um, you know, how, how long have you been affiliated with Sexpo? Two years. I started in May of 2015. In fact, Brisbane, this event two years ago was my first event that I managed solo under my new management team and myself. Ooh, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Two years and we're back again. Excellent. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I'm imagining that putting on a, a conference or a show of this size, is that's a big undertaking. So can you kind of walk us through like how long does it take to to make this baby you know come to life yeah look it can take to do it really well and right you'd need anywhere from six to 12 months you could do it in as little as three but you're running a risk of of um uh, cutting it a little bit too fine. So a good event planner will plan anywhere from six to 12 months out. Having said that, the booking for the venue is in place well in advance, two years in advance. But the planning generally begins about one year out. Okay, wow. That's, that's actually more, longer than I expected as well. That's, that's why I'm not an events planner. <laughs> I can't imagine the amount of organization that has to go into it, not only, to, like you said, to secure the venue, but then to organize all the vendors and the exhibitions and everything is just amazing. Well, there's so many different stakeholders involved in the event, right through from your naming rights sponsors, right through down to housekeeping of the venue, um, exhibitors, uh, patrons, of course, media, staff, speakers, performers. There's so many layers to this event. And my job is to know every single layer inside out and, and the function of every single person within those layers. That, that's just amazing. I love it. I love it. So how big is your team? Uh, to, I mean, or, or is this a one-man kind of show? You'd be surprised. The full-time team in the office is three people. All right. Wow. That just three. And where, where are you guys based out of? Melbourne. But on game day, so on event day, of course, uh, we have up to 200 support staff uh, across the entire event, ranging from you know, security, uh, backstage crew, cleaners, catering... Uh, temporary staff members that I need to execute my requirements on the floor, up to 200 people. Holy smokes, that's just, that's amazing. That, that's awesome. Yeah, that's r- remarkable, the amount of, uh, of moving pieces, I guess, in, in this game of chess that you're playing. Um, so tell us about how, how exactly did you get into, into Sexpo? Mm. 
my life before this was primarily based around project management and smaller micro event management, experience, experiential activations and um, smaller events for a lot of Australia's leading brands. Um, I spent a lot of time in venues like we are in today, the Brisbane Convention Centre, uh, all around Australia uh, conducting those events. But I got burnt out after about 12 years, took some time off and came back into the industry and managed to uh, fortuitously land this job, this great gig of uh, event manager for Sexpo. How lucky is that? I know, that's fantastic. Like those jobs that you really want in life, and you're like, oh, that's, I'm, just, I'm just the event manager for Sexpo. <laughs> Look, it's a great job. It's a great job. However, what the people don't see is, is the 12 months of grind and planning that goes into this. And that's fine. That's the way it should be, because we just seek to deliver an amazing event for our patrons. And all, all I want them to see are the colours and the music and feel the music, hear it, listen to it taste the environment and really immerse themselves in the event. Well, there's definitely some tasting of the environment. We've got the, uh, the Joe, the booth, who is putting lube on ice cream, which we had that yesterday. Very nice. We'd never seen anything like that before. Um, but that's, it, it's definitely, the, the immersion is, is definitely there. You know, you, we walk in and we're instantly sort of, I don't want to say inundated because I think that's a bad word, but you're, you're, yeah, it's a fully immersive kind of experience. Well, we really try to titillate, right, uh, pun, pun intended, intended. Uh, every sense of the body um, through taste, feel, smell, sight, everything. So the moment you walk through those doors, you are almost overwhelmed in a way with just the environment and the ambience that you're walking into. Uh, but once you settle down, gather your thoughts, uh, it's, very, it's a very enjoyable experience coming to a sexpo. Yeah, we're really excited because we're actually here today with um, uh, a couple of friends and one is it's his first time ever to any kind of sexpo or any kind of uh, convention like this and so we're really excited to to talk to him afterwards and sort of like because I think he was a little dizzy when he first walked in he's like holy smokes and it's exactly what you're saying you walk in you're like whoa but then we saw him again right before speaking with you and he was just grinning ear to ear yeah, I bet I bet and that's quite often the way you, you see them walk in you know, and a few hours later, you see them exit with the smiles on their face. And that's, you know, that's where I get my satisfaction from, for being in this job, is to see that. Um, is to see those patrons laughing and smiling, carrying shopping bags, walking out with, with their bits and pieces and then their purchases, and um, coming in with their groups, uh, family, friends, partners, whatever the case might be. Uh, it's an environment for all, really. Yeah, we've definitely seen, it's really nice, the, the, we were, I mean, growing up, you know, you'd go into a sex store and be like, oh, Lord, you don't, you don't go into one of them. Uh, but to see everybody just sort of perusing and talking about the toys, uh, and especially toys and, and clothing in particular, um, you see people trying stuff on, and this is right out in the open. It's really, it's such a great, liberating feeling. Well, in the early days, in the mid-90s, when we first um, launched Sexpo, uh, Australia was still a reasonably sexually conservative country. Still is to a certain extent. Uh, so we really tested those boundaries in the early days by putting on a show like this. And the compliance that we had to go through in those early days uh, just to get the venues for a show like this was incredible. You know, there's some urban legends and urban myths that gets passed down from event manager to event manager. And I'm a, I think I'm the fourth event manager of Sexpo after 21 years. And I've heard all the stories that have gotten passed down. I think they've been embellished a little bit from time to time. But the premise of the story stays true, which is it was hard going in the early days. But now we're mainstream. We've been accepted. Sexpo is essential. It's a household brand now. It has uh, incredible equity behind it. Um, and we're in a great position today.
and it's great. We know a lot of our friends all know, you know, you say Sexpo, and they're like, oh, man, I wish I could go, or, oh, you're so lucky to get to go, et cetera, et cetera. So what was your, I'm going to say, biggest hurdle or an unexpected surprise when you took over managing for Sexpo? Was there anything that you didn't really expect early on, and you're like, oh, wow, that's so different? Or well, <laughs> to be a bit personal about it, I thought I was quite uh, sexually well-adjusted before I took this gig. Um, but I have learnt an incredible amount about the, the industry we're in and essentially the depth of the industry. Um, pretty much what if you want to find it, you can find it. It exists. There's something there for almost everybody. Uh, and, and we have a bit of a sort of a golden rule, as long as it's safe, consensual and legal, you'll find it. And if it makes you happy, enjoy it. So just the sheer depth of the industry, I think, is what was my biggest surprise when I first took over the industry. Or the show, I should say. Yeah. Take over the industry. I like that. You've got, <laughs> you've got big goals. I'm optimistic for my future. <laughs> One day, all this will be yours. <laughs> So you've got multiple sexpos then, you know, kind of, I guess, in the oven, because we just did Perth a few months ago. We're doing Brisbane now. And then in November, you've got uh, Melbourne, right? Yep, correct. Absolutely. So at the moment, we're on two-year rotations for Perth, Brisbane, and Sydney. We want to get you on yearly at Sydney. Uh, <laughs> we've got to get the people out there to support the show. It's a big show. It takes a lot of planning. And of course... As I said before, it takes six to 12 months. So I'm, I'm quite often, uh, depending on where I am in the cycle of shows, I'm concurrently managing three events, right? So you, you might just start one, but you're finishing the tail end of another one. So, and then it, it just overlaps and overlaps and keeps going like that. So it's a lot of work. I, I can imagine that's a crazy hurdle. Oh, I was like, I'm here. He, so uh, as a side note, we're, we're all sort of pausing. He, uh, Bentley here has two radios and a phone uh, sitting in front of him. So he's uh, we're considering ourselves very lucky to get to some time with you. Um, so what is your absolute favorite part about, you know, the Sexpo? You're, you walk in for the first time and, um, you know, it's your, all your work has come to fruition. Uh, what's your favorite part about, I guess, about the whole event? I think... About 20 minutes to opening on any given day, you see a queue there of people waiting to get in, and that is probably the most satisfying element of my job, is that these people have chosen to spend their time and money lining up to come to an event that you, me, my team and I have essentially created. Uh, and I, I take great comfort and pride in that, that people are willing to do that, to see something that we've put on, we've created together. As well you should. It's a great event, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, we definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and we always go home with our, our pocketbooks a little lighter and our suitcases a little heavier. <laughs> well, that's the idea. Uh, there's some great shopping here. I mean, we have over 150 shops on the, on the show floor, ranging, in, 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 ranging from health, sexuality, and lifestyle products um, you know, to, to adult products, of course, massage, um, food, uh, you name it, it's here. It's, it is a wide variety of stuff. And I was surprised that, you know, within, within a stone's throw of each other, you've got the chocolate-covered strawberries and the pleasure dolls. <laughs> like, like, this is awesome. Well, we, we once got asked, there was a, um, an exhibitor who expressed an interest in, in exhibiting some time ago, and they did double-glazing windows. Right? Now, you'd think, how could a double-glazing window company uh, relate to Sexpo? And we were sitting around a table, and I said to them, well, think about this. If, as long as you don't mind pitching your business in this way, but if your customer is perhaps quite vocal in their bedroom, 
double glazing window might come in handy. All right? So yeah. there, you really can make a link between just about any product <laughs> and Sexpo if you think hard enough about it. I absolutely love it. That sounds like a great party game. <laughs> well, let's try it out. Let's invent it. <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. We, we know you're a busy guy with uh, you know, two more Sexpos coming up. Um, and, yeah, it's been a great event. We really, really appreciate all the work that goes into it. And, and now we, I guess, understand the amount of work that goes into it. So thank you. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me along, and thanks for coming down to the show. Cheers. All right, so that was our, our chat with Bentley Gibson. Um, and after that, we wandered around for a little bit more. We visited some of the sex toy booths. Fleshlight was there. Yep. Uh, Ovo, is that the one that makes the little toy that I yep. like? They yep. were there. There were other adult toy booths that had all different brands and things. So, again, you know, basically, if you want to find it, you can probably find it there somewhere. Uh, we did go to the fetish lounge yes. area they yeah. they did a show of they had a shibari show and a little bit of wax play yep uh which was really great i like that yeah and um there they had was, some nice products they the, did yeah i think that was i think they were from the salon in brisbane i think that's okay. the name of their um not dojo <laughs> they're they're not kung fu artists um but their their studio there's the word mm-hmm. um is salon i'm pretty sure that's what okay. it's called yeah, that was really nice. And so we looked at some of the candles and things there as well for wax play. Um, and there was a leather booth somewhere. Yes. Around. Not yep. there, but it was separate. Yeah, we uh, and we went and bought just mm-hmm. a few things from them. Couple we little we ended up spending some money. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they had some really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. The corset place yep. from Brisbane corset or from Wonderland. Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they've got a brick and mortar store in, um, in Melbourne. They have really nice stuff. You bought something from them the last expo. Yep. Yep. Um, and we're going to buy something from them this expo, but we, we waited until day two. Um, and they and, didn't have it. And they sold out. So they, you know, they can yeah. only bring so much product. Yeah. But that's okay. Cause the next time we're in, uh, Melbourne, we'll definitely. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, oh, oh, we didn't visit it, but it was covered up every time we went by the bed booth. Oh my God, that was hilarious. So there was, do you remember the name of the company? No. It was something I should remember. And that's why I didn't write it down. Cause I was like, Ooh, I'll remember that name. It was basically like the sleep number kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it was... probably, if you go to Sexpo's website, it's probably on there. Um, but yeah, it was a bed company and they had these beds that they had the contouring thing. Yeah, so adjustable beds. Yeah, the adjustable beds, and they vibrated. And and so you could, like, you know, lay down the bed and get a 15-minute massage, and yeah. they were just covered up the entire time, basically. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. So, basically, our next bed will be something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, yeah. that was That was kind of funny, because that's not what you expect to see at Sexpo. No. But, you know, it's it's interesting that you can take a lot of different products and apply them to sex. Yeah. Um, so they really work. And I think mattresses... That's a perfect logical jump. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it was kind of cool to see them there. And they had the we didn't touch on it at all, but they did have the share room set up where for the talks and things yep. like that. And there were a lot of interesting talks going on during the day. It was um, halfway between the main stage yep. and the shafter, so certain times of day it got really loud around it and harder to hear if you're in there. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, it was still enough away that as long as you're paying attention to whoever's presenting, it wasn't a problem. Right. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of good talks there and I look forward to seeing what they do both when they come back to Sydney and what they do down in Melbourne as well. I agree. I agree. Um, 
because they had some local people and just all kinds of different things. Yeah, it was it was some really good talks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so coming out of of Sexpo, we did have an op- opportunity. We were lucky enough that um, the lady went with us the second day, um, and she brought her paramour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was his first time ever at a Sexpo. Uh, so we had a quick interview with him afterwards to see his opinions on on what a first-timer thinks of Sexpo. And uh, here's that. All right, and now we're back with the Paramore. Yes, and this is his first trip to Sexpo. Yes, so we're going to see what he thought about it and uh, get his opinions. So first of all, overall thoughts. I guess first of all, hello. Hello, how are you? Good, well, good thank you. So polite. Thank you very much. Um, what were your overall thoughts of Sexpo? Overall, I liked it. Um, it's obviously commercial. It's uh, obviously aimed more towards the heteronormative normal people out there just trying to get people through to the door and get them to experience something different to their normal everyday life. But I enjoyed it in general. It was good fun. Excellent. And uh... So because you mentioned the heteronormative part, there is a, a kink kind of area where they do some fetish shows and they have a, a St. Andrew's Cross. I think it's more for display. I, I don't think they actually have used it at all this time. Um, but they did some shibari work and candle play and whatnot. Did you have a chance to check that out? Absolutely, absolutely loved it. Uh, the salon ran a beautiful display there today, and uh, it was just awesome to watch them doing it. Cool, cool. And uh, did did you buy anything? A few things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to ask you to elaborate. Um, excellent, so awesome. Thank you so much. Um, glad uh, glad you liked Sexpo. We like Sexpo. <laughs> and uh, any any final thoughts from uh, the Paramore? If there's things like this on or there's things in your community, just go out and do it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy your body in as many ways as you can. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good advice. Excellent. All right. Thanks a lot. And we're going to get some final words from everyone's favorite guest podcaster, the lady. Um, so f- final opinions overall on Sexpo. Because this is, it had been a while since you had been to a Sexpo. And uh, so, yeah, what do you think of this one? It was pretty awesome, actually. I was glad that I came a second day just to see the different um, arrangements and things that were on, as well as different people that were here. You can't judge the whole thing on just one day, I think. That's right. And uh, we've got an awesome gentleman here in a, in a kilt. That's badass. Um, yeah, so uh, and is that the fellow you wanted to get your picture taken with? Yes, it was. Okay, and now we're back. The lady has had her picture taken with the uh, gentleman in the kilt that she was stalking all day yesterday. Podcast interruptions. Yes, yes, and she is just like a kid in a candy store, so excited. Baby! (laughs) (laughs) So does that that improve the uh, quality of of Sexpo? Everybody calm now. (laughs) Always so eloquent with your words. I love it. Um, So back to the serious side. Um, So, yeah, so overall you enjoyed it. What was your favorite thing that you saw? Uh, Don't say the gentleman in the kilt that you just got your photo with. Damn it. Um, Probably my favorite part was definitely the King Studio. And um, seeing the Shibari was really, really good. And up there was um, having a chat with Lucy B. 
and definitely seeing the ring work for the Halo presentation or the strip, that was amazing. Like, I could take or leave the stripping part, but watching her go onto that ring and the muscles work, it was amazing. Yeah, I agree. That was kind of bloody awesome. Yeah, that was uh, Isabella Del Toro, but she was amazing on the stage. Yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, lady, as always, we love having you on the podcast. Any parting words? I love you all. You heard it here first. She loves you all. All right. Uh, so that was the Paramore. The Paramore. <laughs> opinion and what he thought. Um, that was, I guess, as we were leaving on day two. Yeah, that was right so, as we were yeah. heading out. Sad face. Yeah. Bye, Sexpo. See you next time. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, it was a great. It was a great experience. Um, yeah. It's. I think it's. I think some people might complain that it's not grr enough. But my argument on that is, look, we're, you know, you got to sort of look at the, the, the massive, the great mass of people. Um, and the great mass of people are more on the vanilla side. Yeah. So it was nice to see the wide variety of people, both ages, um, well, specifically ages, and just the types of people that were yeah. there. Um, and how many people were carrying around shopping bags. Mm-hmm. It was clear that people were coming here and, and, and spending money, which is, Nice to see. Um, but it was, I think, all in all, a pretty good experience. Um, and I think I would highly yeah. encourage anybody who's local, whether you have, I'm sure, I know Sexpo is in the U.S. as well, uh, Australia. I think there's something in Europe that bounces around Sexpo. Um, but it's, it was a good experience. The only negative that pops out in my mind are the Lapatorium girls. I was going to say the Lapatorium. Or yeah. whatever. The, they yeah. were a bit on the obnoxious side where they would come into booths. We had um, Ginger Tramp was basically, they grabbed his arm and were like, come come with us, get a lap dance. He goes, I don't want one. And they're like, why? It's like, because I don't want a lap dance. And they were like trying to pull him along. Yeah. And, and they were doing yeah. that. With, it was clear they were doing that with a lot of people. We could see that with a lot of people. And, the, and several of the guys were like, no, I don't want it. And they'd still be trying to yeah. coerce them along. And they were a bit aggressive. Yeah. That, I would say, was probably the biggest negative I saw. Was, they need a lesson in, cons- in yeah. consent. <laughs> um, yeah. Because they would go out. And it was interesting because at the beginning of the day, you'd see them outside the laporium and then their circle would start getting bigger and bigger and bigger and how far out they would go to grab people and, and drag them in or try to drag them in. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to work that hard to get people in there. I agree. I agree. Um, and if somebody says no, they mean no. No means Keep no. Going. Piss yeah. off. Um, but yeah, it was um, still... The, all Overall, all, it was great. It was, it was great. a great experience. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Looking forward. We're going again in Melbourne. Um, November. The second week of November, I think. Um, 16th I'm, to 19th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed it's after PAX because PAX is going to be in, yeah, uh, in yeah. Melbourne as well, but it's like two weeks before and hard to justify that. But mm. um, yeah, it's uh, good times. Yeah, um, great. So yeah, looking forward to the next one. Uh, you know, I, again, I highly encourage anybody to go. It's a great everybody time. To go. It's, it's a great time not only to look around and find new products, new things, get some different ideas on things that you might want to explore, check out. And it's also great people watching. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's so much fun watching people. And all the shows they have on the main stage, they're great, good yeah. entertainment. and it's, yeah. it's just all around good time, you know. And it's one of those things, too, that sometimes it's nice to go into your local sex store, um, sex mm-hmm. toy store, and play with stuff. But you might not be able to get the either the, the 
quality of knowledge or or the being able to touch everything. And all of these booths, they have everything available to touch. So you can feel the vibration, you can feel what the texture of the of the toy feels like, um, and you can talk to somebody who, I mean, admittedly they're trying to sell it to you, but at the same point, they're also the experts in that toy, and they'll tell you what's great about it. And if you ask them what's bad about it, what they don't like, most of them will be honest and say, well, mm-hmm. I, actually, this is what I don't like. Maybe you would prefer something like this better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Highly, highly recommended. Um, so yeah, that, that's Sexpo. Um, mm-hmm. We'll uh, touch on it again, I guess, <laughs> after November. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, we, uh, we are the Atoms of Love at gmail.com. Send us an email with your experiences on Sexpo if you went or your questions about Sexpo if you want to go. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at By the By Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash By the By Podcast. We, uh, yes, we have a pendulum party. Yes, we <laughs> do. Our third pendulum party is coming up. Uh, Very soon. August 25th. Yes, it's Friday, August 25th. And I really look forward to that. So if anyone is in the Sydney area or feels like coming to the Sydney area, uh, it's a time at our secret spot at the local swingers club where many of you know that, you know, it's a time where you can explore and play with your bisexual side. If you're curious, just experimental and want to see what goes on or how things work, come out and join us. It's, there's no pressure to do anything. Nope. It's a time where both men and women can play and explore their <laughs> curiosities. You're a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> um, you know, it's, and it's one of those things that I'm going to paraphrase Cooper Beckett on this, which if you've ever had a, a sort of a, a curiosity about maybe the other sex mm-hmm. and you try it and you don't like it, that's fine. It doesn't change who you are. No. Um, not the other sex, the same sex. Um, but it doesn't change who you are. Um, so it's, it's a time for people to come in and just try. Um, and it's a safe place. And if you don't like it, then like I said, the next day you're still who you are. It doesn't, doesn't change you. Um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Um, constant listeners know that the tickets sell very fast. Um, so yeah, get your tickets. Um, we'll post a link of course on Twitter, on Facebook, and I'll, uh, keep it, keep attaching it to the podcast. Yep. Um, yeah. So is there anything else? No, I think we've covered everything. Awesome. Thanks a lot guys. Thank you for listening. 